But as I've become from a consultant to an agency, you know, I started hiring people. But most importantly, the mistake that we made, uh, that I've made, because it's my mistake, is that I was charging by the hour. But the problem with hourly rate is that if you are very efficient, if you're really good at what you do, you lose a lot of money. Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk, but to win big, you've got to reduce it. To join our community, go to myworstinvestmentever.com right now, and you'll receive the following five free benefits. First, you get the risk reduction checklist I created from the lessons I've learned from all my guests. Second, you get my weekly investment research email to help you increase your return. Third, you get a 25% discount on all ASTOTS Academy courses. Fourth, you get instant access to our Facebook community to get to know guests and fellow listeners. And finally, you get my curated list of the top 10 podcast episodes. Fellow risk takers, this is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stotts from A. Stotts Investment Research. And I'm here with featured guests, Favilla Fongang. Favilla, are you ready to rock? I am ready. Let's go. <laughs> so, Favilla is a top five most influential tech woman. She is author of 99 Strategies to Get Customers, international keynote speaker, BBC brand strategist, brand growth coach, branding and marketing agency MD, TLA black woman in tech founder and tech brains talk podcast. My goodness, Flavia, take a minute and tell us a little bit about your life. <laughs> I love that. I think, you know, sometimes I forget all the things that I do and, you know, it's amazing. But yes, yeah, so my journey started born in Paris, not with a silver spoon in my mouth. You know, I grew up in the ghetto of Paris and moved to London just out of curiosity. And I didn't speak a word of English at that point, but I think, you know, behind me is my curious mind of looking for something that I've never done before and getting myself out of my comfort zone. And yes, and naturally I was drawn to London and, you know, arriving in London was a bit of a awakening for me. I realized, wow, people, there's more potential. There's so much more I can accomplish in London, which led me to <laughs> move in now almost... 20 years being in London, feeling myself like a Londoner, even if I still have that very strong French accent. Yeah, so I've done so many crazy things in my life and, and like my name defines Flavilla as a butterfly. I love reinventing myself. Mm. And what would you say is kind of your most interesting reinvention over the years? <laughs> I went from the work, from the world of oil and gas to world of fashion and luxury to FMCG to now being in technology. And it's probably the best, I'm sure the best move, I say like probably the, the smartest move I've made, you know, because technology is more and more part of everything that we do. And choosing technology as a focus, you know, as, you know, running an agency in, in branding and marketing and choosing technology gave me so much clarity and also understanding that we can make an impact and support our clients who want to make an impact on a larger scale. And that's fantastic. And, you know, if you look at all the situation around the world, you know, technology has saved us, have helped us stay connected. Mm -hmm. So that was the best decision I've made. Sounds good. Well, I guess that's kind of a setup. If that's the best decision you made, now it's time to share your worst investment ever made. And since no one ever goes into their worst investment thinking it will be, tell us a bit about the circumstances leading up to it and tell us your story. Yes. And you know, that's so, so true. People don't talk enough about their failures and they look at you and say, oh, wow, you're so lucky. 
I think there's no luck in anything that I've done. It's that the fact that I stood up every time, you know, I fell into a situation. And I always say to people, you either learn or you either win. That's, there's only the two choices that you have. But really for me, as I say, you know, I've always reinvented myself. I've started doing, started a new career where I didn't have any experience. I'm a self, I self-teach myself. This is what I've done. I read books probably as many books as you have behind you. <laughs> and I read a lot of books. And, you know, when I want to do something, I would, you know, I, I'm, I stay curious. So as I mentioned, I worked in oil and gas. And then from that point, I always had a passion for fashion and decided to become a fashion stylist. So self-taught myself, read a lot of books and learned about becoming a fashion stylist. And then quickly realized, you know, that, you know, fashion style, or being a fashion stylist is about personal branding. And I realized there's an element about people, but there's also the element about business. There's a difference between being a business and being a brand. Starbucks is a brand. A coffee shop is a business. Are you a commodity or are you a high profitable business? And this is when you become a brand. And <laughs> I do have, when I started my, you know, I started as a, as a brand consultant. So really helping people around and really looking in every single direction, finding business from a plumber to a consultant or a life coach and so forth. And I realized that I wasn't eating my own food. I would say to people, pick a niche. And I wasn't picking a niche. And I, I still didn't listen because I think there's this fear of, of losing. If you pick a niche, you're going to lose opportunities, which is a, a stupid mistake that I could, you know, that I realize I've made. But as I've become from a consultant to an agency, you know, I started hiring people. But most importantly, the mistake that we made, uh, that I've made, because it's my mistake, is that I was charging by the hour. But the problem with hourly rate is that if you are very efficient, if you're really good at what you do, you lose a lot of money. So, I would think that, for example, for a logo, it was maybe a couple of, you know, a week or two to do that. So I would charge by the hour. Mm. <laughs> and quickly realize that, wait a minute, you know, some people take, some bigger agencies would take six months to even a year to create a logo and be paid one million pounds. <laughs> There's obviously something wrong I'm doing right then. I can see the work of my clients, you know, thriving and making millions. And I say, wait a minute, there's something that needs to change in terms of how, how I do things. And that's really when I moved away from, hourly rate to value-based pricing. And that's really very important. A lot of, lot of businesses out there are unable to measure the value of what they do. If you are in any industry, you think about it, a lot of people don't ask the clients in terms of what has been the, the quantitative and qualitative impact of working with us. Mm-hmm. That will help you figure out where you are, you know, and also figure out what type of clients that you need to work with. Again, something, you know, Having a focus on technology also makes us realize that if we work technology companies, they, they make an impact on the larger scale. So therefore, the value that we're bringing is much, much bigger. Whatever it is a fintech company, whatever it is a AI company, they're making an impact on the larger scale. So therefore, the value that we bring by helping them tell their story, position themselves, should be aligned to that. Mm. And that's where, even if, you know, talking about that, literally yesterday, we had to pull up a strategy in, in two days, which can take three months. But the fact that people hire us is because we deliver. And that mm. prime service and prime delivery capability is that what makes us build the value. And I say, you know, you can ask, you know, I say like, you know, you, you get what you pay for. Ask, you know, someone who doesn't know how to do the job, they might cost you 50 pounds or whatever it is. It takes for hours to figure out a situ- situation. But somebody's an expert, has it all figured out, and it'll take you just a minute 
don't exactly think that you could, could have cost you a million pounds in, in a in investment. Mm. That's one thing that really changed my mind. It's like, you know what? It doesn't matter if it takes you, you say, oh, you did it on two hours. Okay, well, okay. So what? Mm. <laughs> you want to hire somebody? Go and hire somebody, a graphic designer or anybody else. Understand exactly the value of working with somebody who is good at what they do. I wonder if you can go back in time to when you were kind of realizing that the charging by hour just doesn't work. Like, was there a particular day or moment that you can remember where you're like, uh, I'm just running as fast as I can and I'm <laughs> never going to catch up? Because I know some of the listeners are at that point and I'd love to hear kind of when you came to that realization. Mm, I think I came to that realization when people say, oh my gosh, you're so cheap. I give a, I send you know the code to a client and say okay this is going to be I tell you the point it was like five thousand pounds you know to Miguel say oh you're so cheap I think oh my gosh I'm like because I was comparing myself to these online freelancers Upwork which are you know five pounds to make a logo but they're recycling logos which are definitely not to the level what we do and then I realized I need to be I need to speak to other leaders because a lot of people work independently and think like we need to speak to other people in the industry that's why I joined agency networks and like oh wow. And I look at their work thinking, oh my gosh, it's not even half of what we do. And mm. they were impressed by what we did. And I think don't, be, don't go alone and think that you have it all figured out. Understand why people choose to work with you. Again, being niche is important. And there's not many companies that specialize, agencies that specialize in technology. But having this conversation with people in your, in your peers, you know, ask them, you know, or sometimes just being undercover and asking, going and as we did that at the beginning where we go undercover and ask other agencies their rate and be like, oh, wow, we are definitely cheap. And cheap is not good because mm. when people do not value the, you know, your services and people pay, you know, when people spend, you know, 100K or whatever it is with us, they know that, well, I'm getting that money, but I'm going to get a great service. I'm going to get top quality service, you know, and yep. so forth. Mm. And that's what's important. So, let me ask you, what lessons did you learn from this experience? You know, I think it's also important to think about that person out there that's doing it right now. Yeah. You know, like, what is it that drove, that drove you and drove me and other people to say, uh, I've got to charge by the hour. I can't charge too much. I'm afraid to, you know, what, what lessons did you learn from this? Yeah, what I learned from is that don't align yourself with the followers. Align yourself with the leaders. That's mm. what I would say. I've aligned myself with the followers. So therefore I was going for the lowest bracket instead of going for the higher bracket. When you actually charge more, people feel, you know, believe that you are definitely the best in bridge. So as I said before, luxury products, people are happy to spend, you know, 5,000 pounds for a bag, even if they can get exactly the same thing or has the same purpose as a bag at, you know, discount stores. That's not what it means. You know, there's also behind that, you know, I'm not just an agency leader. I'm also, I've, I've come with my personal brand, which I've built. That's the reason people don't even question any of our pricing. And if you question our pricing, you probably not, you don't understand our value. So therefore, I'm, I'm not interested in working with you. Mm. That's this art as well of saying no. The more you say no, more you have, you know, you, you don't have to be running up and down, having 25 people waste your time and always asking for a bargain. Go for the top notch. We will value what you do and I'm going to be behind you to tell you how to do your job. Mm. That's that big difference. So I have the power to say no. Because I haven't made that decision and, and, and positioning from the start. Fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to that. Align yourself with the leaders, not the followers. And she gave a great example about it by talking about, well, I used to like look at Upwork, which is the absolute bottom of the barrel, or let's say the lowest price option. 
And I used to compare myself to that. And I need to be comparing myself to the people that are charging a million dollars for the same product, you know, and if I get closer to that, then I'm going to be valuing myself where it should be. So I think that's really great learning. Maybe I'll, I'll just summarize a couple of takeaways that I got from this. I mean, the first thing is like, we want to sell outcome. You know, we want to sell result. And when someone has a problem or they have a need and you can solve it, doesn't matter to that client whether that took you three hours or 30 hours. They just want the result. They want it on time and they want to get it done. And they're willing to pay for that result. I like to talk about, you know, in particularly in one of the spaces that I do a lot of stuff in online courses is that people pay for transformation. They pay a lot for transformation, but they pay a small amount for knowledge. And I'll give you an example. I, I took two courses myself, one that I got for 10 bucks and one that I got for $1,500. And I did neither of them for a little while. And guess which one I felt guilty about and felt frustrated that I wasn't doing it. It wasn't the $10 one. I could just forget that. But it was that $1,500 one. And it, the reason why I paid was because the author of that course said, you're going to go through a transformation. And at the end of this course, you're going to be here or your money back. And I just thought, wow, it really made me think, you know, just think about someone's in the fitness industry. You know, there's plenty of books out there. They cost 10 bucks, you know, and you can get them off the shelf and they give you everything you need to know. But that doesn't, that's just knowledge. That's not transformation. So I think my, my big takeaway is, you know, sell outcome. And I would say also in my own experience, I find that sometimes the reason why I've underpriced things is because I'm chasing revenue. I don't want to lose that customer. I get into a point where it's like, well, you know, I'd rather go low and make sure we get it and stuff like that. But, you know, part of what's happened over the years is that you get more confidence and you get better at what you're doing and then you can start to turn those things away. So I definitely, you know, recognize that and have felt that way, you know, myself and I know plenty of the listeners had. Is there anything else you would add to that? I would say, you know, there's one thing that I would say to people is like, if you don't ask, you don't get. So be cheeky. I think that keep that mentality of you'd be very surprised how many people want to help if you ask for it. So that's that's how, you know, your, how people say that you know, your success, you know, being good at what you do is expected. But what you do beyond that, that's really where the, you know, the beauty is. You know, I that's so true. And just today, I've had an experience. And this experience was kind of interesting. And it reminds me a little bit of your align yourself with the leaders, not the followers. And that was, we had to submit a quote to a company to do a particular thing. And the reality is, is that the company had a choice. Either they do this themselves or they hire us. There really isn't a competitor for what we do. And we can do it so well that we know that they know we're the only one. So one of my team basically said, well, let's just figure out how much it costs us to do it. And so we went through all these costs and I just looked at that wait a minute, this is just getting too cheap. I mean, we're just going down to the cost. Switch this around and say, how much would it cost the customer to do this on their own? And let's understand what they're spending. And let's start at that point and say, you're going to solve this problem for 100000 We can solve it for, you know, let's say our cost of solving it, or let's say if we want to lowball it, we could solve it for 40000 but why do we need to leave the rest on the table? If we can solve it for 70,000 or 80,000, we're still saving them 20 or 30%. So, you know, that idea of kind of 
making sure you're also looking at what are the alternatives for the client is another thing that you, you know, remind me of as I listen to your story. So. Absolutely. And I think people don't spend enough time with that value-based value conversation, understanding what, you know, what's going to be the outcome of working with you and how you measure that. And if you say, you know, you're going to make working verse, you, you know, you estimate that you're going to make a million pounds, spending 10% of that, you know, to invest it. That seems like nothing, you know, mm. that's where every beauty is. And that conversation is so important and people just go over it and they go with their you know, preconceived pricing list and, and, and that's it. Mm. And then they miss out and leave a lot of things on the, a lot of money on the table. So I want you now to think about some of my listeners. There are some listeners out there that are, you know, underpricing and they could, you know, they, they're, they've learned a lot from this. But I want them, I want you to answer this question thinking about them. Based on what you learned from this story and what you continue to learn, what one action would you recommend our listeners take to avoid suffering the same fate? Double your price. Simple. <laughs> Double your price. You will remove simple. all the time wasters and you will only have people that really enjoy working with you and value you. Double your price. Honestly, double your price. Forget about the market, forget about the economy, forget about it. It's people who have money out there, it's people who are still investing this still money on the table double your price well there happens to be some people in my business in this room so i thought i would just announce that the advice that we've got is to double our price and i love it <laughs> it's the most actionable answer i think i've had and anybody out there can immediately do it so okay double our price chris, chris <laughs> double our price i love it yep thumbs up from my from my room here in my office all right last question What's your number one goal for the next 12 months? Number one goal for my next 12 months is to get myself out of the equation. So I've become my own burden as much as my own strength, where people love who I am and want to work as well with me. So I'm, I'm kind of lead generator because of my personality, but I need to get myself more and less and less involved in the management operation that's already delegated, but more of the management I need to be removed. So yes, yeah, so that's my thing. Get myself out of the equation. That's an exciting one. Well, I, I look forward to hearing about that 12 months from now. Yes, me I, too. I may be calling your office and there's nobody there. They're like, no, she's out. <laughs> yeah. right. Yes, I love the power of delegation, so I'm good at that. That's one thing for sure. Excellent, excellent. Well, listeners, there you have it. Another story of loss to keep you winning. My number one goal for the next 12 months is to help you, my listener, reduce risk and increase return in your life. To achieve this, I created our community at myworstinvestmentever.com. I'll see you there. As we conclude, Lavilla, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. And on behalf of Ace Dots Academy, I hereby award you alumni status for turning your worst investment ever into your best teaching moment. The crowd roars now. Do you have any parting words for the audience? I will say thank you very much. Merci beaucoup. <laughs> That's brilliant. I, I, I will add that to my LinkedIn profile. <laughs> there you go. Fantastic. Well, that's a wrap on another great story to help us create, grow, and protect our well fellow risk takers. This is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stott, saying, I'll see you on the upside.